Today is a great day for car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> <laughs> this is the car wash on Soccer Lad Duma Radio. This is a thang on a corner. Good day and welcome to the car wash. This is episode 21 on today's show. Pizzo's big decision. The Pirates number 10 jersey and second chance Tinkler. I am not alone in the studio. I have the man himself, Sean Roberts. How you doing? Slew dog. All good. Thanks, brother. How are you? I'm doing well. And I have the general himself, Tekomurise. What's up, man? Uh, what's up, Slew? So... Before we dive into the rest of the show, we received the unfortunate news that uh, Mabel Kumalo, the mother of Dr. Kumalo, has uh, passed on. Dr. Irvin Koza paid tribute in a PSL statement uh, saying, We are grateful to Aus Mabel for her role besides the legendary late pro Kumalo for nurturing an era-defining talent in Dr. Kumalo. So uh, from the car wash crew, uh, our condolences. Uh, May your soul rest in peace. And uh, you raised the legend. That means you were a legend. Moving yeah, on. Mm. Move, yeah, mine. Moving on. Uh, Pizzo's got a very, very big decision to make. Uh, for those of you who are able to access the paper, this is the SIA special. Um, and it's all about P- uh, Pizzo's contract saga. Uh, he hasn't signed a new deal with them. So what is the deal there? Uh, you know, starting with starting with just the unprecedented levels of success that Pizzo has, which is why Sundowns want to uh, pin him down so much. What would it mean for them to lose a coach of this man's caliber? Slew, it's um, it's completely dumbfounds me how this has not been wrapped up already. I mean, it's it's what, three months left of the season, maybe a bit longer than what's happening with coronavirus. But this should have been done in October, November this year, uh, last year. He should have a new five-year deal, in my opinion. Um, what he's done for Sundowns in the last 10 years or so, however long he's been there, um, is amazing. I mean, I think he's only finished below second since May 2013, which is insane. Um, but And the thing is, if it doesn't get wrapped up, who's going to replace him? You can't just walk into a team like Sundowns and think, oh, I'm going to take over. South African football is very, very different. If they're going to think they're going to get another Stoichkov in place like they have done in the past, it doesn't work. So I'm shocked it hasn't been done. I hope for South African football and I hope for the Sundowns players it gets done soon. Okay, sure. Um uh, <laughs> I'd I'd say listen like it would be great to see like uh, one of those situations where we have our own Alex Ferguson the guy that stays in the team for more than twenty years mm. and I'm sure mm. Sundowns are capable of doing that with Pizza but also we need to also look at the challenges that Sundowns probably are having it's I'm sure it's not a money problem but Pizza came out and said he wants to leave a legacy by saying that he wants to have his own academy and Pizza bear in mind that he's the guy that actually. Uh, as the players with the management to sign. So now, once he has that academy, now will we be able to do that still, or will we be able to suggest the players from the academy to come to the Sundowns team? So that's mm. basically like a conflict of interest. So now, because the Mamluk Sundowns already have an academy, mm. so now it's, it becomes an issue. I think that's the, that's the biggest issue that they're facing right now because I don't think it's, it's a problem issue. I don't think there's a money issue, the power issue. I think that on its own, it puts Mamluk Sundowns in a difficult position where the head coach himself has an academy whereas the team also itself has an academy that have invested so much money in it so now if if you if you must uh, looking at the situation like this it becomes very difficult to say to say okay peter listen this here's a five-year deal have your own academy and now 
when once once that happens now you're gonna start looking at the players that are coming in now you're no longer you're no longer looking at them like that these are the players that are actually gonna come and help the team you're looking at them like where they come from do they come from his his academy or not so mm. it becomes a problem in jail for my middle sundance but i just hope they'll find you know they'll, 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 they'll find something to work with because like peter said he's been in the game for so long he wants to leave a legacy and i'm sure that my middle sundance will find something there so that they can sort it out and and and, and go forward because it will be very difficult like Sean said it'll be very difficult actually to find a coach that will actually um you know come in and coach my middle sundowns unless they go for my Mnitin, who is like for me is the right candidate because he knows the culture of the team he's been there for so long he knows what it means and what it takes to actually win the trophies and but the problem is this is a guy that hasn't been the head coach for so long Mm. You know, and uh, and the Peter has been the one that has been the head coach, taking all the stick and all that, that's on the stuff, taking all the, the decisions. But now when you become, when you've been an assistant coach for that long, when you have to come back and to wear the coach's head, sometimes the transition also becomes difficult. So those are the kind of things probably maybe the Rony Sanders are looking at it. But if Peter goes, we have Mangoba. But the question is, is Mangoba ready for the job? Yeah. You know what, Teko? I I I disagree. I I I don't I don't think he's the right guy for the job. Just it's just my opinion. I, yeah. I, if I'm if I'm Patrice, I'm doing everything in my power to secure Pizzo Musumani's future. Whatever it is, if he wants to leave a legacy, you've got to meet halfway and discuss how to make that possible. Whether you get certain contracts in place that. Um, that allows certain players to come through his academy or not. I don't know. But you've got to meet halfway and you've got to make it happen. Yeah. I don't know who else they can bring. I know there's talk of Gavin Hunt possibly, but uh, for me, he's probably the only one that, that could step in. But again, it's a different... It's a, Sundowns is a different animal completely. Yeah, I, I, think, I think what uh, what what Deco did by by bringing up Sir Alex is kind of perfect here because when I'm look, when I'm looking at the section saying you know there's tension behind the scenes, what it more so sounds like is that Pizzo is trying to step up and assume more responsibility at Sundowns, even mm. even behind the scenes. You know, they're talking mm. about about him being very particular about how he wants the pitch, the training, yeah. um, how he wants the academy to be set up. So I think. He, he just and that's kind of the role that Sir Alex developed with Manchester United over time is that mm. you know by, by the end of his reign when he left it was almost difficult to imagine what Manchester United is without him and I think mm. that's what Pizzo wants his real you know you know his legacy of course with an academy would be great but truly we're already at the stage where we go what sundowns before pizza like we mm. it's almost like one and the same you know what i mean but also if if, if you look at it slow you you ask yourself a question let's say mamre the sundowns and pizza doesn't agree to the contract now pizza decides to bounce right mm -hmm. and this is a guy that actually wants to mamre the sundowns to start an academy for him Let's say now he goes somewhere in the in, in South Africa as well, where he wants to be a head coach again, whatever big three that are there. Will mm -hmm. any of the teams give him the opportunity that Mamelodi and Sundowns might give him? None. No team mm -hmm. will allow him to have an academy. I don't. I don't. I, if I, I, it will be very interesting to see what Mamelodi and Sundowns will do with this. If Mamelodi and Sundowns they didn't mm -hmm. have an academy and the the money that they've invested in, this would have been done last year. But now you're looking at Mamelodi Sundowns. Uh, interest as well as a team so what are they going to do with the players that they have in development because as a head coach of the team your job is actually foresee everything that is happening down there so that when it comes up here it's, it already knows the structure of the team what happens in the first team so now when you yeah. have so the question will always be uh, probably maybe the negotiations will be like okay Peter, you we do have give you an academy would you still focus the same way that you do he probably say yes mm, mm. but until that happens then that's when you find a problem mm. 
that you find now the coach now is more focusing on it now becomes an agent mm. because yeah. by, by having right. an academy basically becoming an agent you might you might appoint somebody to be the face of it but everything goes with you so you're becoming an agent but you're the head coach as well so it becomes an issue so if, for me i i what peter was trying to do is it's very good for south african football and i hope it works out but it'll be very interesting to see how mamdur sundance will actually uh handle that yeah, it's you're right. It'll be very interesting. And you know, Pizza Pizza has been quite clever. He's gone in the press and he said, "Look, Sundowns can probably buy a better coach. They can they can do what they want. But you can bring in another coach. But it, like Pizza has said, and like I said earlier, Africa South African football is a whole different ball game. You can't just bring in a foreign coach because I do believe if they do bring in another coach, uh, another coach, they're going to go abroad. Yeah. I don't think they'll go local. Yeah. That's just my opinion. Yeah. And then what? We're going to wait two, three, four years for them to build their own squad. Ten, you don't have yes. that time in the, yeah, you don't have that time in the PSL, I'm afraid. True. Mm, mm, that is the truth. And I mean, I don't like, I, you know, you know, I, I've always enjoyed the ties between Sundowns and Barcelona, uh, Barcelona that have existed over the years and the connections there. Um, but I, I don't necessarily think that, you know, you get some some Barcelona extras to come through to Sundowns and it works out. I think Pizzo has developed a culture at this team and I, I don't think any of these guys would can, can match it. I mean, arguably, Pizzo is the most successful coach in South African history if yeah. you look at the level of competition that he's playing at he's got a CAF Champions League on his belt he's got multiple PSL titles on, under his belt um, mm. the players he's developed and sent over to Europe you know mm. it's it's tough it's tough it's, he's a tough guy to replace what do you make of this thing of a Spanish successor or Barcelona legends coming to Sundown's rescue here well I, mean, I, I think I touched on it earlier sorry to interrupt there Teko I think I, I think I touched on it it's just that it, you can of course bring bring someone in and then what then 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 like Teko says we wait we wait 8 to 10 years what, what's that going to do for us yeah. I don't know yeah, I think I think I think right now, Slu, if if you look at it, nobody remembers uh, a coach actually before Pizzo Musimane. Not that nobody remembers, nobody cares, because after Pizzo has come through, it's changed the face of Mamelodi Sundowns. You look at the fans that's coming, start coming to the game every season. Mamelodi Sundowns within the Champions League, so that's a different ball game altogether. Mamelodi Sundowns is a totally new team, and it's a team that everybody speaks about right now. Everybody wants to mm. see them play. So now, if you have to bring in, you can bring whoever that you want. You can even take. Uh, you know Alex Ferguson or Asin Wenger to come and coach Mabel Sanders. That's not an issue because that's the team that actually money's never been an issue. But the problem, yeah. the, but yeah. the problem is now as a team that is so used to success for the last eight years. Do you want to start afresh? Yeah. You want to start a new team with a new coach that you have to wait for eight and ten years? Are the fans ready for that? Because they struggled with that previously. So you want to do that again mm. and be in the same situation where Kaiser Chiefs and Orlando Pirates are? You don't want to do that. You want to continue dominating. But the fact is, the reality of the matter is they need to find ways between uh, Peter Msimani and Mamelodi Sundance. If that hasn't been resolved, I promise you Peter will bounce. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, with with regards to a potential replacement, I think I think it speaks volumes that even Gavin would be a little bit hesitant to take the position uh, because he's a guy who spent uh, a while with Vitz. Uh, I wouldn't. He spent a while with Supersports. Does he now start afresh? I mean, he, oh, wait, actually, actually it's, it's in the article here. Five years at Morocco Swallows for Gavin, six at Supersport, and now he's closing in on seven at Vitz. Do you think that he'd leave that behind to try and... And, and appease people. I mean, Sundowns could give him more money than I think he's seen, but mm. um, I, I, I don't think he'd do it. I don't think Gavin leaves. 
Look, Slu, yeah. No, I, I think what Gavin's done at Vits and what he has at Vits, uh, sorry, Bidvest Vits, um, it, it, it's a cushy job. He's the man in charge. He calls the shots. That all changes the minute you step into Klukop at Sundance. Mm, Don't think you're going to be calling shots. I mean, Pizzo does it to a certain extent, but there's still a very much a hierarchy at Sundance, and we all know that. Yeah. Um, I will be very, very surprised if Gavin... Uh, um, let's just say Pizzo, this doesn't happen with Pizzo, if Gavin does get offered and, and take the job. He was offered the job before. Let's not forget that. And he turned it down. Um, but yeah, I, I just can't see a local coach fulfilling this. I could be wrong, Teko. What do you think? I, I don't see Gavin coaching there because of the demands of Mamelodi Sundowns, especially the way they play. They take pride in how Mamelodi Sundowns actually play football. So I think they'll all forever look for a coach that will actually you know, help them to probably continue betting themselves the way they play. So Gavin will never be one of the ideal coaches to actually go there. And also the big shoes to fill after Pizza, whether we like it, whether Gavin likes it or not, you know. Yeah. This is a guy that won everything. Of course, Gavin also won everything locally, but always going to be charged with, you've got so many players that you can actually win Champions League again. So those those are, mm. I'm sure those are aspirations for the team. But the thing is like, if, if they have to find somebody, which means they have to find somebody that will come in and learn with the team, probably maybe from Europe. And in the meantime, while that person actually is still learning, Mangoba will be the one that actually takes in charge. I'm not saying Mangoba is ready. I'm not saying Mangoba is not ready either. Let's not forget that this is the guy that also won trophies as well. He's been a head coach for so many teams as well. So he's the guy that has been there when Mamelodi Sundance started winning everything. So he knows everything about Mamelodi Sundance. He knows every corner. So sometimes those are the kind of guys that you actually look up to. And then it's like, dude, here's the situation that we have. You know, let's see what you can do. Because now there's a continuation. There's no new faces. There's no new voices. Mm. This is a guy that has been there. So sometimes even when Peter came through, nobody thought that Peter achieved the stuff that he achieved. Nobody. Even yeah. us as players, we never believed that until he made us to believe so now here's Mangoba might be in the same situation where players will never believe but he will convince them to believe but what helps is that Mangoba has been the friendly face that has been there at Lorcop unlike having a new face from Iraq they'll come there and speak Iraqi and nobody will even hear what he says <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah I, I I hear you what 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 I'd be interested in and I don't think they discuss it much here but um, where does Pizzo go after Sundowns? What's, what are his options? Does he go over to Egypt? Um, you know, North Africa? Uh, there's, there's teams who, are, who, who have knocked him out of competitions that I'm sure he'd be interested in, in managing. But um, is there any clear-cut fit for him? I think, Slu, if he was to leave Sundowns, that's, in my opinion, is the only option he can go. I don't know where else he would go. And what was that? Hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, it's I, I, locally. I, I can't see it happening. Um, he's not going to go to Europe. He will have to go somewhere in Africa. But I'm still very hopeful that he stays at Sundowns. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. I don't think he's, uh, don't he's think... very. He, 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 he's he's very very good for South African football. We need him in South African football. True, I was about to actually say that we need him around. But if it doesn't happen, he if there's a country that actually uh, mostly speaks about about how people actually loves him there, it's Egypt. 
and uh, also this is a guy that also has family young family as well but you want to go move with your own family to egypt or else you've got so many opportunities in south africa i think i think in he knows that we need him in the league and uh, i mean we we need his charisma if he bounces if who's gonna give us those post match interviews that are so dope you know because he speaks his mind he makes the league interesting and better yet he wins trophies so we need him in the leagues so i just hope him and sundowns you know find an agreement and let's continue with our lives yes sir agreed well up next we have the international news desk International News Desk is where we take a look at specifically European football news. And um, we have some good news coming out of there. I think a, a great response by a lot of these European teams, Barcelona players, for example, uh, uh, have agreed to take a 70% pay cut during the coronavirus pandemic and make additional contributions to ensure non-sporting staff receive full wages. Juventus players and uh, manager Maurizio Sarri agreed to freeze their pay for, uh, for four months and... Uh, and uh, German sides, Bayern Munich and Borussia Dortmund also taking pay cuts. What do you guys make of this incredible response by obviously very rich teams, uh, but but doing the right thing still? Yes, I mean, you've hit the nail on the head, Slew. Very, very rich teams. Um, I'm not too sure if the lesser teams are going to follow suit or if, if, if the players can. Do you know what I mean? I mean, let's not even get started in South Africa. Do you think that's even an option? Uh, I hope not. I, I spoke to someone very high up at Cape Town City yesterday. I'm not going to mention his name, but he doesn't seem to think there is a need to just yet, which is which is great to hear in terms of being mm. a player. But what, what they are doing overseas is, is, is amazing. I know Lionel Messi had a, a big go again um, at Barcelona on Instagram saying how they're looking down at the players, etc., etc., and how they're forced to do this. And um, it's, it's, there seems to be some very, very bad relationships with the players in the hierarchy at Barcelona, which is very interesting, which has come out of this. Um, but to see Juve and the big teams do this is, is, is great in the betterment of the staff as well, which is magnificent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's great for, like you said, Elisbo, like I agree with Sean. Those are rich teams. I just, here's, a, here's an interesting fact the Slovakian team, and it's, I think the name of that team is MSK Zilan or something like that. It has won the league seven times. Now, this, this, this is a team that actually like, forced the players to actually, uh, with the salary cut, and the players re- refused. So now they they've been placed in liquidation due to that. So yes. All those seventeen all those seventeen players that actually refused the salary cuts they terminated their contracts to it. Like immediately, oh. like immediately, like but and they're laying second on the log. They like terminated their contract. But also comes back to for me to raise that is is, is this should be initiative that initiation that actually comes from the players because you are a team and entity that actually allow the contracts to happen so now you need to go to the players i'm like guys we're having this crisis that you all know about and this situation where we are how much money would you guys contribute to that to help us to you know to help others as well it shouldn't be it it shouldn't be something that you come and force it on us because if you do that players will, will, will be rebellious and this is what happens now you force it now to terminate 17 contracts what's going to happen after once everything goes back to normal this players are actually going to go to FIFA you're going to pay yep you know it's going to be FIFA pro vibes for sure for sure so so I'm just grateful that I'm happy that all the teams the big teams are actually uh, doing so and those who teams that can actually they need to do so in South Africa we can't because we know the situation that we have even if even if even if in South Africa it was it was bad we know the situation that we have we don't pay enough 
Yeah, yeah. And what I would say on that note, I don't expect players to be able to take a 70% cut. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's kind of insane. But what I will say is there are higher ups, the execs, you know, Sundown's owner, Patrice Matipe, gave a billion rand. Um, is it, is it Rupert who owns um, Stellenbosch FC? Yeah. Yes. You know, if you're an owner or if you're an exec, you have the you have the extra uh, guap to, to to help people out. But like, I don't I don't expect somebody who's, you know, unless unless you've been flexing on the gram too much with the new cars, then I'm gonna look at you funny. But like, <laughs> otherwise, I'm not I'm not gonna think that you're Lionel Messi, you know. But yeah. um, actually, I, I forgot to put this into the showrunner order, guys. But I'm gonna touch on this very briefly. There is one country in the world that is refusing to accept this coronavirus scare and get this their premier league is still going what Bula- yes. belarus yes belarus i read that it's crazy hey they're still going to games fans are packing stadiums and now you know as as as, up as it is what the president of that country is doing you know what the rest of the world is doing all the football fans have started watching the belarus <laughs> premier league <laughs> <laughs> clever, Just clever. The ratings went up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, like clever. Anything, man. <laughs> what do you make of that? I mean, obviously it's terrible, but like the i i'm particularly interested in just how hungry football fans still are you know but they'll, they'll watch anything at at this moment of course uh, yeah i mean it's it's crazy belarus first division what a cracker <laughs> i mean <laughs> I, I, gonna, i'd rather sp- i'd rather speak to Teko for two hours oh really now <laughs> am, I, am I that bad? <laughs> Never. But Teko, are you going to be tuning into the Belarus Premier League sometime soon? Nah, Chief. Nah, nah, nah. nah. But I'd rather watch cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd rather watch. There's, there's, there's still teams that are in the league, you know, own league that I don't watch. Not because they're bad, but because they're very bad. So imagine now I watch <laughs> Belarus. No ways. No. I don't watch the Belarus Premier League. Oh, very man. good. All right. Excellent. Moving on, uh, Joma Sono was recently spoken to and they asked him about the legendary retired number 10 jersey at Orlando Pirates, which he, of course, made iconic. And he said that, look, man, that's Irvin Koza's decision. Uh, I never said that anybody has to n- never wear it again. Just make sure that it's a good enough player. But the thing is, we've seen some cracking players. I mean, most recently, Teminkosi Lord, she's not touching the number 10 jersey. And before him, Juan Teco Mudice, who's on the show mm. with us, legendary career, two-time player of the season, back-to-back, still no number 10. So will anyone ever play in the Orlando Paris number 10 jersey again? Uh, Teco, the floor is yours for this one, buddy. This is all yours. <laughs> yeah, let me moonwalk on this. Uh, <laughs> I, I doubt if that will be allowed for anybody to wear number 10, merely because I think... There were opportunities before, and Orlando Pirates never exercised those opportunities. Uh, there was me, there was Opa Manisa, people that can actually wore those jerseys, and those are the people that actually uh, fans want to come into the stadium and actually watch them play. Mm. That was the situation with Joe Masona as well, and uh, and for for the jersey to be to be to be retired, it's justifiable because of what Jomo means to the team and what he has done. But I also, on the flip side of it, I'm thinking Pirates will actually create a new history. There should be the next Joe Masona, not necessarily the next Joe Masona, but there should be the player that they can actually be the next big thing. And mm. they need to create that space as well. They might not maybe create it with number 10, but they need to create that environment and that space as well. So I think they, they're the ones that actually look at it and look at maybe 
where uh, who and they can get the number two but also you need to understand what Joma raised was very very also important he said now players are 27 28 29 he came to the team when mm. he was very young so it took him a yes. while to actually get to acclimatize to this number and the iconic thing so now if we can we know in south africa we we still a youngster we're still 24 yeah. So now that's why I'm saying that Orlando Paris number ten is very cursed, my friend. You have to be very good. It's not like in case of cheese where Sean Roberts can wait and fine next season we can swap it around. At Orlando mm. Paris, it's a very, very, very important number, and they're not just gonna give it to anyone. I had an opportunity to be given to. I just refused because I wanted to bounce. I didn't actually. To me, it wasn't that important to compare me compared to me going overseas. I had to compare wearing number ten. Atlanta Pirates staying and going overseas, so I had to choose one of the two, and I was so you know so so focused on bouncing and going overseas. I refused to wear number ten jersey, but still, I don't feel like you know it was an it was a jersey that it was supposed to be mine. Because if it was supposed to be mine, I think I would have given that jersey earlier on. Besides having contracted issues, but it also shows you how uh, the importance of that number in that team. So I doubt there'll ever be any new player that are coming through to wear that jersey because number one, there's no consistency within the league. Number two, we're still waiting to see who's the best player at Orlando Pirates this season. We're just talking about Mango. Mango is the guy that scores goals, but who is the best player for Orlando Pirates? If now, if you can have, if I can ask you a question and tell me who the best players are three top best players now in the league you actually have to think about it because you know that a lot of parts there's no one that you can actually say okay here's the number 10 to you because there's no one that is consistent and Jomo comes back with mm. that there's no there's a lack of consistency not only in the parts but within the country itself so now it's a tricky one so i doubt they'll mm. see anybody wearing that jersey anytime soon that's my two cents <laughs> thank you thank you very much for that and i mean it's one of those things it's like it's like uh, now that the legacy is already, it's it's so legendary already that the more time passes, it almost feels like the worse it gets for whoever does end up wearing the number 10. True. So I'd say there's other numbers you can make iconic. You can make the number seven iconic. Ronaldo, the original, made number nine iconic. Mm. So, you know, these things can still be done. Um, and I mean, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's hilarious. You know, when you speak about Lorch, he still has a song about him where... <laughs> I mean, I guess Timbinkos in number three doesn't have the same way to it. Uh, <laughs> yes, too bad. So they have to say number 10. <laughs> yes, too bad. <laughs> no, man. And also, Sloof, you check it, man. Fans don't care anymore. Like, that that thing is long gone. Like, fans don't care anymore who needs to wear number 10. That's not a topic anymore at Orlando Paris. The, the topic at Orlando Paris is yeah. we need to win trophies. Nobody cares about who wears number 10 because the fans have accepted that this is an important jersey. And I've, if, and they feel like there's people that were supposed to wear it a long time ago and that generation passed. So they don't they don't see anybody right now. That's why it's not even a topic right now. But I'm glad that Jamison actually spoke about it. But even when I was there, they actually told me that they need to go to, to John and actually speak about it because of they can't just release the jersey without them speaking to as much as he says that Ivan is the one that actually uh, uh, need to make a decision but they also Orlando Paris also they always want to inform him and get his blessings yeah so, for sure yeah. and 
Moving on, uh, we have just a just a little nice little uh, piece on uh, actually several pieces on our on our YouTube on the Circle Duma YouTube uh, messages from Mark Mayambela, Tebukhomukwena, and uh, Dino and Lobu all speaking about the virus and the impact it's had, how they're surviving, and and all of that. Um, and then we also have this um, nice twenty one day sport lockdown program from sports psychologist Clinton Gavila. Uh, so uh, we're gonna uh, feature some clips right here uh, in the show and then head over to our YouTube page and you'll find all of that content there in its original longer form. And up next, we discuss uh, a coach who's really making a name for himself. And I have to say this season, uh, his team, Marisburg United, have really gone from strength to strength. I think since September, they've just been a steam train and that is uh, Eric Tinkler. But we're not speaking about Marisburg United specifically, but rather... Second chance Tinkler be rebuilding these players' careers. Dalen Klaassen, Kutumela, um, uh, Keegan Buchanan, Judas Mosiamedi, all of these guys look like, you know, maybe maybe their career was on a downward uh, end, but mm. they've kind of reinvented themselves under Tinkler. What is it about this guy that uh, he seems to be able to rally the troops even when they look down and out and to, to some pretty good success here? Yeah, that's a good question. Um you know, it, it, don't forget about Miguel Tim as well. You, you forgot him. I mean, he was nowhere with the past couple of seasons and now he's back and you play him next to Klaas Nubikanen and, and, you know, he, he's not the most consistent, but he can be a phenomenal player. I think what Eric has done is, you know, being an ex-player, which is very important. Being an ex-player, he's probably been in that position as well where he's sort of been down and out. He's come through it. He knows how to relate to players in certain situations. He's giving players more responsibility. So at training, on the field, the players are taking care of themselves. And I think he said that in a, a very good um, uh, interview on Sokola Duma, is that he's given the players their own responsibilities. So when someone f***s up at training, the players give them f***s. It's not the other way around. The, the coach keeps quiet now. Eric, Eric can keep quiet. And once you've got that installed at even at training, you're onto a winning formula. Mm. Yes, sir. Uh, 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 I think um, what, 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 what humbled Eric to become the coach that he is today that we can actually celebrate is the incident that happened at, 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 at Supersport United when he didn't succeed the way that he thought he would, especially with, you know, with the backup and the players that he had. Because from Captain City, if you if you remember very well, there was a small team, new team, 14 players when they started the league and he had to go through and he, he and it became one of those best, you know, season for Captain City where they came second. You know, you remember those those type of things, and then he bounced to Super Sport. But he, I think that incident on its own, you know, humbled him, and then he became a coach for. And then he started bouncing around. I think he went to Chipa, and then things didn't work out. He went to Marisbeck, and it's, mm. it's, uh, you know, he helped them with relegation as well. I think now he wanted, he he needed actually a team that is very stable that will give him a chance, and that's what Marisbeck did. And uh, also by by saying so, also you need a players actually that can f actually fit into the system, and that also needed a chance. And so I think I think it's 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 fitting to say you know iron sharpens iron because he found players that needed really needed a chance to redeem themselves, and he's a coach that actually wants to stamp his authority as well and redeem himself. So I think it was a perfect combination with the perfect environment with Marisbeck. They gave each other a chance, and I look at the players like the the names that you've spoken about. These are these are a joy to watch. Nobody wanted to watch Marisbeck three 
three, four seasons ago. But mm. trust me, every Friday we clue to this to the TV watching Maurice Beck and we know that you're gonna see Buchanan, whether it's Bukhan, whether it's Nchanga, whether it's Tim, it doesn't matter. Classen is Marvel to watch. Mm. Now these are the type of players that are now in conversation in transfer market now. Sundowns won this one because these are the guys that actually raised the bar. This is in, in, in at Maurice Beck United. So it's very, very puzzling for me to see the national team selection. You don't see Maurice Beck players. I mean it's very, very it's it's very disturbing. I don't understand. But anyway, that's yeah, a topic. The Roik. Dude. Mm. Like, mm. I mean, I mean, mm. what, 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 what is it that he has to do to, for him to be included in the national team? I mean, what is Muslim Connors doing with due respect? Mm. With due respect, you know. I've, I've also felt I, I did a fan reaction show where I asked them for their players of the season by position. I, I got a lot of votes for Matoho as the defender of the season, and I was like, I don't know. Those, those are kids and cheese fans, dude. dude. Yeah, those, those are kids and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> it was like yeah. fans, dude. Like, but, but but in all in all, I think uh, Eric has done a great job at Marysburg, and uh, I just hope because there's there's been talks and rumors that he might leave and all that stuff. I just hope that Marysburg have learned their lessons because you know you've always wanted to have a stable coach, and uh, this is the guy for you, and uh, you can build from there and try to win trophies especially next season going forward. And also, Marysburg now it's a team that players wants to play, you know players wants to go to Marysburg and play and that's what you need you need good players to be attracted to to your team to come and play and that's what you need and I think they need to build from that and Eric Eric has you know has paid his school fees I just hope that all the coaches as well can learn that you can be you can be a brilliant coach you can be an ex-footballer you can be whatever but if you're not going to pay your school fees if you're going to jump stages you're not going to actually uh, you know, you know, uh, probably may stamp your authority as, as as what type of a coach you are. Now we know exactly know what type of a coach Eric is, and I'm great, and I'm grateful that he's helping all these players to to redeem their careers. Agreed. Yeah, just to just to just just to touch on there, just to finish up on this um, topic. Um, yeah, they need to be very careful as well because with Richard Afori definitely leaving, I would say at the end of the season. Um, if you don't replace him with another top-class goalkeeper, that's already 10 to 12 points you can write off for the whole season, oh, I believe. Oh, uh, they, they extended Ofori, so they'll, they'll, someone will need to buy him, so they'll get the money for yeah, They extended him yeah, to yeah, 21. But, but he'll he'll go. That's why they've done it. They've, they've obviously done a deal on the side. Yeah, he'll yeah, go, 100%. Yeah, yeah. To, ex- to extend is actually to have more money, to sell him with more money. But, but, but Sean, they do have a goalkeeper. You don't know that goalkeeper of theirs. The, Who? The, uh, the the one that when Ofori is not playing, that one that is very good. Obviously That's- not, bro. I can't remember him. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the, the 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 one who's been playing in the cups? Yeah, he's very bad. That guy, yo. But anyway, <laughs> but, 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 but 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 yeah, man. Ofori Ofori has been their star player, so they need to think about replacing him right now, and they need to get a. Uh, it's just that it's very it's very difficult in South Africa. I think Sean, you'll you'll touch this uh, better ways. I think it's very difficult in South Africa to find goalkeepers that are really good that are playing and that are free because mm. everybody that is good is attached to any team. So now if if Marysburg have to replace, it's either they go, you know, in Africa and search somewhere, but locally there's nobody that is that good that is not playing. Yeah, I agreed. So do we have a joke of the day? Are we ready, boys? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Uh, yep. Here we go. Why didn't the dog want to play soccer? Why? Because because he was a boxer. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> 
Why the dog didn't play soccer? <laughs> I hate it. He was a box. To get a tackle. You get box the dogs. You get you get breeds of dogs called boxes. Yeah, I know, I know. It's not for black Thank people. It's not, it's not a joke no. for blacks. Yeah, yeah, that's why. I'm going to tell you this, Ron. The moment you said boxer, for some reason in my mind, boxer, the, the shopping... Uh, place uh, popped into my head like the you know what i'm talking about deco the boxer yeah, stores yeah yeah the boxer stores uh, yeah yeah the logo for boxer popped into my head <laughs> i was like jeez oh, oh, boys he means the dog he means the dog <laughs> uh, um sean can yes, sir. yeah justin j for to to improve the show and also you know accommodate <laughs> the blacks who are also listening to the show please comrades improve on your Askis, <laughs> askis. Oh man! Up next, we have a secret footballer. Secret footballer is uh, where we look at the back page of our sister magazine, Kickoff. They always have a player, uh, you know, unidentified, tell a story uh, from his time in local football. And uh, Shono, I believe you can take it away. Yeah. So this gentleman, I'm just going to take a couple of uh, paragraphs out of this. Uh, what do you want to call it? Writing or document? Right. The Premier League title race is heating up and any footballer will tell you that mental strength is the most important aspect of the game at this time of the season. When we won the league with Orlando Pirates, we had players with mental strength and who had the will to win. Players with big hearts. Then he goes on to say, but mental, mental strength aside, there's another thing that most PSL clubs will be using in order to be successful, whether people like it or not, and that is Mooty. <laughs> one, yeah, yeah. One, one, day, one day we were traveling to, in Cape Town to a match. When we entered the bus, we were told that in order for the Mooty to work, no one must look behind them. We must all sit straight and look forward until we enter our dressing room. Then he goes and say, if you believe drinking Dettel is going to help you win matches, then you'll drink it and you'll believe that works. So my question, I, I've, I've never had experience with Muti, to be honest. I've, I've seen it happening when we've been playing against Pirates and Chiefs. Teko, you must have come across this quite a few times in your career. What is your opinion? For me, it's quite foreign. Uh, honestly, I've, I've only encountered Muti at one team and that one team is London Pirates. No, nothing at Sundowns, nothing at Supersport, even my previous amateur side, nothing at all. It, 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 it is acting at London Pirates, especially at that time, because we didn't have great players. I mean, I was playing with your Kashibe and players that did, like, I didn't have a great team and it was very difficult at the time. And, uh... Yeah, man, we'll go into the dressing room. I remember playing in PE. Uh, I don't remember the team that we were playing against. We were playing in PE. Uh, we got, we had to jump a stick before the game. Like it, it, there was a stick <laughs> that was on fire, right? You have to jump it. After jumping it, and then uh, the, the guy will actually apply something on our eyelashes. And then we go in and play. Dude, we fucking lost oh, the game. <laughs> we still we, st we still lost the game and like every time if, if i remember very well most of the stuff that we had to do that were extreme at the land pirates we normally lost the game because if also if you remember uh, if you can see look at the pictures all the time at the land pirates i had like a tape on top of my socks because at the time i used to cut my socks because or uh, at the land pirates you find there was always something inside the socks and it, it made me very uncomfortable because I couldn't play with, with so many things that are inside my socks. And most of the time it was wet. 
so I can't because I'm a very I'm a person that gets cold very quickly. You know, when it, when I get into the office, you know that aircon needs to be off because I'm a very person that gets cold very quickly. So it was very very difficult for me. So I started cutting those socks. Yes, I went to DC so many times for cutting those socks. But Muti is the thing that happens in the league. But if you believe in that, that's on you. I, I won't tell people what to believe in. I won't tell people what not to believe in. But it's something that has been there and it's been practiced by all these teams that have been there for so long. So. For me, it's not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not something new. But I don't remember winning at Atlanta Pirates using Muti unless they gave it to somebody else. Mm. See, I ain't gonna lie. If you use the Muti and you have Deco Modisa on your team and you still lose, <laughs> bro. <laughs> yeah, actually, you, like, you need to do you need to do an interview with Bennett Chinen because I remember they used to give him something to play with. I know he'll he'll tell you the whole story. He's not scared <laughs> to say it. Bennett Chinen used to play with something in his hand and used to score all the time when he was given that. Really? This needs to, yeah, this could be you. a whole investigative uh, podcast on its own. Muti yeah, in the PSL. Muti in Africa, Anyway, moving forward, I got this week in football history. Today, we remember great moments from the past. We dive into the time capsule. Join us as we remember great moments from this week in football history. So uh, this week, back in 2012, Orlando Pirates parted ways with head coach Julio Cesar Leal. Uh, Augusto Palacios replaced him uh, on an interim. Leal, though, was in charge of 28 matches, and during that time, he won the MTN8 and the Telcom knockout, but they still fired him because he lost control of the dressing room, apparently. Mm. Uh, This week, back in 2009, Argentina matched their record loss with a crushing 6-1 defeat to Bolivia in a World Cup qualifier. Bolivia desperately needed that win to keep up hopes of making it to South Africa's World Cup they failed so a team that uh did not make it to the world cup absolutely destroyed one of messi's sides uh Mm. and then this week back in 1989 manchester united drew 1-1 against arsenal arsenal captain tony adams was the only goal scorer that day scoring for arsenal to take the lead for them and then scoring an own goal for man united's equalizer (laughs) (laughs) and that is this week in history shame Thank you, Slu. Thank you, Slu. Hey, you love Arsenal, eh? You love Arsenal, eh, Slu? Uh, up next, do we have a car of the week? We do. I don't know if you guys, the listeners out there, have seen recently that Cristiano Ronaldo has reportedly splashed out on eight. 0.5 million pounds on the latest supercar to be manufactured by Bugatti. This is the Bugatti Saint. Cento Dieci, meaning mm. the Bugatti 110. That is over 200 million rand on oh, a car. Disgusting. It is. It is unbelievable. Not to 100 in 2.4 seconds. Top mm. speed of, yeah, top speed of 380 ah, kilometers per but, hour. But Sean, it is. Where, where are you gonna Where are you gonna drive that speed? Ah, maybe. <laughs> The only place you can go is the autobahn in Germany. That's yeah, the only that's the only place. Yeah, that time you're in yeah. Turin. So. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Having said that, Ronaldo has amassed a beautiful fleet of luxury cars amounting to around 20 million pounds, 425 million rand. When he turned 35, his wife surprised him with a 10 million rand G-Wagon. Shame, shame. Ah, <laughs> the wife must be full ass. 
What a surprise. <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo's like, oh, thanks. Oh, my God. My I'm God. So oh, yeah. I, I, saw, I, saw it, I saw it going through my card. Oh, thanks. That's my Oh, man. Is that, is that the car? I, I heard that only uh, there was only 10 models made in total. I heard eight. Uh, eight models. That's what I heard. Damn, son. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Ah, crazy. Do we have do we have some uh, motivation there? That one actually took all the motivation out of me. We do. Let's end off on the motivational quotes of the week or of the day, for that matter, by our good friend Abel Mobasel from Pirates. We are all destined for greatness. It's the choices we make that make us closer or further from it. Yeah, I I believe yeah. that he wrote that one. He's a smart boy. Yes, yes, he's a good boy. He's, yeah. a, he's a clever the other one. Other ones I don't believe. Very, very nice. We, one could say that he's able to write those himself. And that is how we wrap up episode 21 of The Car Wash. A big thank you to Sean Roberts and Deco Murisa for joining me as usual. And yeah, we will see you guys for episode 22 next week. You know where to find us. Peace. Today is a great day for a car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> <laughs> this is the car wash on Sakala Duma Radio. This is a Fagana Corner.